This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome to another edition of The Drop Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and, of course, other major happenings around the NHL. The Blues played the Capitals last night, and after a bad loss to the Penguins, a lot of people were wondering, which team's going to show up? With the way the Blues have been playing, they tend to bounce back after a very bad game, and that game against Pittsburgh was very bad. My friends and I were discussing it after the Pittsburgh game, and a lot of us thought, the Blues are going to beat the Capitals and play really, really good, because that's the way this team's been doing it all year. Play bad, and then have a really good game following that game. And that's exactly what they did. They dominated the Capitals. In fact, I would honestly say this has to be the most complete game they have played because the goaltending was on, the defense was pretty good, and the offense did their job. They were able to bring the puck in over the blue line, pass it around, get the shots they wanted, and score against Holtby and the Washington defense. The defense really took Ovechkin and some of the other guys out of the game. Did Jake have some hard saves to make? Yes. But overall, I thought they did a pretty good job against Ovechkin, regardless of the fact that he scored a goal. And then Jake Allen. Jake Allen made some very, very good saves in this game. Why don't we go ahead and get the highlights, and we'll see exactly how the Blues beat the Capitals. And now Robert Thomas comes in for Schwartz. Bortuzzo shoots. He scores! Thomas may have tipped it, and the Blues take a 1-0 lead. Well, a great penalty kill leads to some good five-on-five play. But Robert the Thomas is getting stronger on pucks in the details of the game. He stayed with it, and he knocked it back into the O-zone against Connolly. And now he makes the play back to Schwartz, and everything gets developed from there. He gets in front of the net, he beats his man to the front, and gets a stick on this shot, and it glances off the left elbow forearm of the goaltender. You have to love the effort of Robert Thomas. He's in the corner fighting for the puck. He gets it, doesn't try to do anything fancy, gets it back to Schwartz. Schwartz gets it back to Bertuzzo. And what does Robert Thomas do? He doesn't just stand around, skate around a little bit looking for a pass. He knows Bertuzzo's going to shoot that puck. He heads towards the net right in front of Holtby, deflects it, and there's nothing Braden Holtby can do. If you haven't noticed how much Robert Thomas improves game by game, You're not paying enough attention. Watch him in this next game, the game coming up on Saturday tomorrow against the Islanders. If he continues to improve like he's been, you're going to see it game in and game out. It's not huge things. It's little things. This guy is as advertised. That goal by Thomas would be his fourth of the year. Bertuzzo gets his fourth assist. Schwartz gets his 12th assist. Four minutes in, the Blues are up one to nothing against the 2018 Stanley Cup champion. The Capitals did put pressure on Jake Allen, but he made the saves when he needed to. One that he couldn't make, and a lot of goalies are not going to make, is a shot from the circle from Alex Ovechkin, which is exactly what happened at 15 minutes, 34 seconds in. That would be Ovechkin's 30th of the year, which means he has had 14 seasons 
with 30 goals or more. Bomeister waiting along the wall. Barbashev there. Ovechkin with a snare. Playing back on top. This is Kepney. Through the seam. Ovechkin fires. He scores! Alex Ovechkin at 30. First player to 30 once again. It's five or six times now that he's beat everybody to the 30 goal plateau. And he has tied Mike Gartner with consistency as far as scoring 30 goals, 14 straight seasons from the start of his career. 637 now on his ledger. And it's Michael Kempney. What a seam pass through everybody. And he finds OV hanging out on the right side where we rarely see him. It's one apiece here in St. Louis. My main question on that goal is, how do you miss an assignment on Alex Ovechkin? Bolmeister should have taken him but he headed towards the middle of the net by Barbashev to take another guy who was already being covered by two other Blues players. Ovechkin gets open. The goalie's glove side, which he normally doesn't shoot for that circle, but he takes the shot and beats Jake Allen. That goal would be, as I said earlier, Ovechkin's 30th of the year. Kempney gets his ninth assist. Carlson gets his 33rd assist, 15 minutes, 34 seconds in. We are tied at one. The Blues in that period would have two penalties, and Washington would have one. Shots on goal, Washington outshot the Blues 13 to 9, and we go out of the period tied at 1. This would be a huge period for the Blues' this second period. I thought it was their best period all night. They really put a lot of pressure on Holtby, but the period wouldn't start out that positive for the Blues when Brett Connolly would put the Capitals up 2 to 1 just three minutes in to the second period. In this 1 1 hockey game, Eller finds Brett Connolly 2 on 2. Connolly curl and drag, fires, and Allen makes a save. Rebound score! Brett Connolly. Beautiful stick work and stick to itiveness by Connolly on this play. And number one, I've noticed all game long, guys, that the defense for St. Louis leave their feet every time and slide. And that really costs you if you've got a curl and drag like Brett Connolly does. Petrangelo slides right across. He's able to curl it around their captain. And Connolly and the Caps have a lead, 2-1. to one. The Blues on that play were unable to keep the puck in the offensive zone. Eller gets it to Connolly. Petrangelo reacts too soon and slides across the ice thinking he's going to block it. Connolly's left wide open, shoots it, gets his own rebound, and puts it past Jake Allen. That goal by Conley would be his ninth of the year. Eller with that great pass from the D zone to Conley gets his 12th assist. Kempney gets his second assist of the night, his 10th of the year. The Capitals are up 2-1. to one. I think a lot of Blues fans were worried what was going to happen after this. Would the Blues fold and the Capitals start to take over? Or would the Blues be able to get back into this game? Well, the first part of the period, I thought the Capitals played pretty good. They didn't get a lot of shots after this goal. But one key save by Jake Allen kept this a one-goal game. Puck in front. Shen near the goal along with Schwartz. And now grabbed by Thomas. He has scored the Blues goal. And that pass back. It bounced on Petrangelo. And Wilson is a short-handed breakaway. Wilson. And a save by Jake Allen. Uh, it's a big save right there. The rest of the period would be owned by the Blues. They dominated this second period. The Blues would get the next two goals to take a 3-2 lead. And then O'Reilly shovels it back to Petrangelo. He walks the line. Now Perron into O'Reilly to Pareko. He scores! Pareko! A power play goal! You create the best scoring chances by passing the puck across the slot from dot to dot. And with this constant movement, 
It's not predictable. Everybody on the Caps is focused on the right side. Nobody sees the weak side defenseman slide into the play. At 6'6 and 230 pounds, Colton Pareko slithering into the zone and rifles that high over the glove. A terrific shot, but it's a setup and the rotation. Some excellent passing on that power play. I know that a lot of people have been on the Blues for not shooting, that they passed the puck too much, but that passing had an intent to it. They knew what they were doing. They weren't just passing it, just to be passing the puck. Great pass from Perron to O'Reilly behind the goal. Pareko just kind of skates in past the circle there, gets close to Holpe, puts it past Holpe, and the Blues have tied the game at two. Just as I said earlier, I don't know how you leave somebody open like that in that Ovechkin goal. I don't know how the Capitals didn't notice a six foot six, 240-pound guy moving in to get an open shot it's just inexcusable. That power play goal was Colton Pareko's eighth goal of the year. O'Reilly and Perron with that great passing. O'Reilly gets his 21st assist. Perron gets his 13th assist. Where would this team be without O'Reilly and Perron? I know it's been bad. It would be even worse. Can you imagine that? But the Blues were not done in this period. A guy that I wasn't big on last year, but I think he's really improved his game. He is a solid fourth line player now. And you can't question this guy's hard work. Oscar Sundquist gets his seventh goal of the year to make it three to two. Well, Gunnarsson pinches down the wall. And now Oscar Sundquist for Gunnarsson to the back for Petrangelo. He winds and fires on goal. Rebound. They score! Sundquist! And the Blows take a three to two lead. Shot on goal that gets through. A really good shot by Alex Petrangelo. Down low to the stick side. A hard one for the goalie to handle rebound-wise, but Gunnarsson ends up with the puck. Now he's like, okay, I haven't played in a while. I better put it back to my partner, and he does. And how about Oscar Sundquist? Gets away from his man and reads the play beautifully, getting around Bowie and tapping it in on the backhander. That goal is a key example of the good things that can happen when you take a high percentage type shot that either is going to score or the team's going to get a rebound. And who was there for that rebound? Oscar Sundquist. Went right to the net, waiting for it, puts it past Holpe on the backhand, and the Blues take the lead 3-2. to two. As I said earlier, that goal by Sundquist was his seventh of the year. Barbashev gets his sixth assist. Petrangelo gets his eighth assist. 16 minutes, 33 seconds into the second, the Blues are up 3-2, to two, and they take that lead into the locker room. It was a very penalized second period. Washington had five penalties, and the Blues had four. Nine penalties called in one period. That's a lot. Going into the third, the Blues were hoping to continue their success, and man, did they ever. They outshot the Capitals 14-2. to two. Yeah, that's right. They held the Capitals to two shots in the third period while they just pressured Holtby and the Capitals' D. And back to Gunnarsson, winds and fires it. And that hit Wilson. He's down. Petrangelo shoots. He scores! Petrangelo! Alex Petrangelo has done an excellent job throughout this game of walking the line. With a lot of confidence in creating a better angle to the net, the Blues defensemen have been harping on how many shots have been getting blocked. It's off Wilson who's down. Petrangelo with his head up all the way, watching, looking, and he picks apart the stick side on Braden Holtby. He's had a strong game here. Gunnarsson fires the puck. 
It hits Wilson. The puck comes out to Perron. Perron to Petrangelo. Petrangelo puts it right past Holpe, and the Blues are up 4-2. to two. That would be Petrangelo's fifth goal of the year. Perron gets his 14th assist. O'Reilly gets his 22nd assist. Five minutes, 44 seconds in. The Blues weren't done. They didn't just go into a defensive shutdown mode like they tend to do when they had the lead. They continue to put the pressure on Holtby, and it would pay off on a goal by Tyler Bozak. He goes for a skate with nine minutes left here in the third period. Blues up by two. And now Bozak in the clear. Breakaway. Chance. He scores! What a great reaction from the Blues bench. All up on their skates. High-fiving energies. Really, really good here. Bozak, who comes over as an unrestricted free agent, takes that stick in the left cheekbone, gets cut wide open, plays a strong game, and then he does. There's no denying him on this one. I mean, he comes in with authority. Thanks for coming as he drops his shoulder and goes high over the mitt and under the bar and in. Orlov gives the puck up in the neutral zone. He can't control it. A breakaway ensues, and Bozak puts it past Holtby, and the Blues go up 5-2. to two. That goal was Tyler Bozak's sixth of the year. It was unassisted, 11 minutes, 8 seconds in. And that is how the game would end. Let's go ahead and get to the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Capitals 42-25. to Faceoffs dominated them there, 68% to 32%. The Capitals were 0-3 for 3 on the power play. The Blues were 1-4. for 4. Capitals outhit the Blues 16-14. to 14, And they outblocked the Blues 14-7. to 7. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Robert Bortuzzo, Jake Allen, and Oscar Sundquist. And after the players, of course, we're going to hear from Coach Craig Berube. You know, this was a big hockey game for us. We didn't go into the game thinking, like, you know, let's get vengeance here or whatnot. Um, you know, it was an emotional game. Um, you know, I think both teams played hard. And, um, you know, it happened, and, um, you know, happy to defend teammates or whatnot. But uh, at the end of the day, it was just about winning this game. So when did you decide to? Let's go ahead and get it over. Uh, you know, it was 1-1, one, one, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether he expected it or not. Um, you know, I think he would have done the same thing on his side, and uh, I'm sure a lot of guys would have stepped up in this locker room. I just happened to be the guy, and, um, you know, it is what it is. We're happy to get the win. Now, they, they scored shortly after that, but after that, you guys just dominated the rest of the game. The shots were very lopsided. Could you tell that it maybe gave the team a lift? Um, you know, it's hard to say. Um, you know, I, I got a great look. Great room here. Um, you know, I definitely felt appreciation from the guys. Um, you know, they got one there, and like you said, we we, we took over after that. So it, you know, it's hard to say with these things. Um, you know, like I said, we got we got a tight knit locker room here, and um, you know, guys appreciate stuff like that. So you know, that makes you feel good. Did you uh, like the response? You know, you get the lead again tonight. Very similar. You get down, but then the way you responded after that was it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I. We've shot ourselves in the foot many times this year throughout the course of the year, you know, throwing leads away. And I thought the guys did a great job tonight. They really, third period, I was really impressed. You know, right from the mentality going on the ice to what the guys did out there was it was really impressive. I guess you didn't anticipate having to make the number of saves you had to make shorthanded tonight too, but some of those were key. Yeah, I, I've, uh, you know, sort of in the pre-scout, we know they like to really jump. Uh, they've generated a lot of goals this year. Or, or more or less chances shorthanded than the majority of the team. So, uh, you know, had to be ready for those, and, you know, we got away with it. Wilson, with a couple breakaways uh, in, the, in the second period, anything you look for uh, um, when he's coming in on you? Not really. The first one, I didn't know if I sort of just tried to stay as patient as I could and 
sort of had to make a little bit of old school save blocker save and then the second one you know I sort of could tell he was going to shoot and you know got a glove on it and able to keep the play going so which, which I thought was big. Did you notice it was uplifting when Ortuzo steps up and fights in there and yeah. did you see anything different from the guys? I think it's just you know we all know what happened in preseason and you know the suspension and you know I thought it was obviously it was great of Bob to do what he did you know and you know against a really tough customer, probably one of the toughest guys in the league, and he held his ground awesome. And, you know, anytime someone does that, respect for your teammates, uh, it just gets the adrenaline going, and guys played great right after that. The goal that maybe he's been missing in this lineup where you get that big shot from the point, guys driving to the net, uh, scoring goals like that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we haven't had uh, a lot of a lot of dirty goals, uh, but tonight we, we had, a, had a couple, and uh, uh, I think... I think that's what's the, what we need. You've been working on that celebration there? Uh, no, I didn't. I was too tired. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Oscar, you played over 14 minutes tonight. Obviously, scored the big goal. What's what's been the biggest difference in your turnaround this season? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm 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 uh, more confident uh, uh, everywhere on the ice, and uh, I'm moving my feet better, and I'm stronger on pucks and stuff like that. And uh, even from the start of the season, I've been feeling feeling really good, and uh, uh, just uh, the confidence has been keep going up. You had the big penalty kill early in the year. I know they are early in the game. I know they came back and scored a power play goal. But how did that help you get into the game? Uh, obviously, it's it's uh, they got a good power play over there, and uh, uh, our PK was really good tonight. And, and uh, uh, we did uh, we followed our game plan, and uh, it worked out. Oscar, did uh, Wilson say anything to you before or after? During <laughs> no, no, he didn't. What, what, did you, take your goal? what you saw, how you reacted? Uh, oh, I don't know if I remember it. Uh, I think uh, the puck came out to Gunnarsson, who, who passed it to, to Petro up on top there, and he, he got the shot through, and uh, uh, I, saw, I saw the puck laying loose. Uh, and uh, the, diving, the diving shot was more to be, to be sure that I was going to be first to the puck. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, that uh, that goes a long way. I thought that, you know, the timing of it was really good. And, um, you know, Bortz is a team guy, and that's not an easy thing to do. But, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, from what happened and in exhibition um, with the hit, you know, it was, you know, it was good, good team stuff. Yeah, very, very much. And I like the way the guys were on the bench and talking and stuff. You know, I thought that that was really good. Ryan O'Reilly coming by the bench and talking and chatting it up, and you know, guys felt good still. And had a fitting that Sunny has been playing really well. Um, you know, that line, well. It was different tonight, but him and Barbie have been together for a while, and they, they, they do a real good job most games for us. Plus, Give us good minutes. Yeah, I thought Gunny was really good tonight. Um, aggressive, you know, he moved well, moved the puck well, defended really well. I thought he was a real good player. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, you know, it, it's funny when... You only dress 11 forwards. The forwards, they want more, you know, so you can spot guys in and out of there, which which I did, and uh, use different guys uh, at different times. So it was good. 
No, not at all. I mean, I used Bozy in the middle with uh, Barbie on left. Barbie's played a lot of wing, you know, for me before. Um, so it was a really good line in the third period. Really good line for us in the third period to uh, close out a game. Yeah, I like that we were aggressive and, and attacking and, and, you know, trying to score and, you know, make it, you know, even a, a harder comeback for him. Yeah, um, just I thought that we did a good job. When, when they got the puck, we checked it back, and we did a good job, and we attacked. And um, tonight was really good in the offensive zone, especially the second and third period, just using everybody and, and spreading it out, shooting pucks and good things like that. Um, you beat another <coughs> team, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, it does, but, you know, I think I really liked the last three games, and I know that we didn't get results against Pittsburgh and um, the Rangers, but I really like the way we're, our aggressiveness and how we're attacking, um, shooting pucks, getting to the net, all that stuff. I think, you know, I, I'm, you know, I think we're, we're getting there. So we're in a lot of block shots on Washington's side. When shots are getting through from the blue line, is that when this team's most dangerous? Oh, yeah, I think, well, we try to use, you know, our D a lot in the offensive zone, and they got a lot of guys can really shoot the puck, you know, Petro and uh, Perenko, and um, so we use that quite a bit, and they did a real good job of getting shots through tonight. And there's rebounds, and guys are at the net, so that's what we preach. What's Tarasenko most about the line tonight? Uh, he came in today and, um, you know, got some medicine and stuff like that, but he really wasn't feeling well. And he, and uh, we made a decision around 4 o'clock that he wasn't going to play. Bozak's goal, he's, he's, he's among the players that struggle a little bit. Uh, how much can maybe that, that help him out to make him play like that? Well, anytime guys get points or score goals, they feel really good about themselves, which they should. I mean, it's important. It's an important thing to score. Um I thought Bozy had a heck of a game. I thought he was really good from the start to the finish. Nice to get the power play, though. <laughs> it was. That four-minute power play wasn't very nice, though. <laughs> but they responded, which was good. It seems like when you have longer power plays, they don't, they don't work out. Yeah, um, and sometimes that happens. You know, I think you maybe relax a little bit, and you got four minutes, and you tend to just not be quite as intense or execute as well. I thought it was just execution. No, um, our passing wasn't very good there on that four-minute power play. And, you know, that led to a couple chances the other way, shorthanded. Um, they, you know, they did a good job. They were aggressive. They took advantage of it. And we turned it over, and they attacked. So, you know, Jake was really solid there, made some big saves, and uh, ended up getting the win. I think the only question that the normal Blues fan has can they build on this? That fight by Bertuzzo, that definitely sparked this team. They played so much different after it. I'm not saying they didn't play well before it, but it really, really sparked this team. And in my mind, something had to be done. Wilson's hit on Sunquist was a hit on a guy in open ice with his head down. Now, I will tell you from playing hockey, they tell you, do not 
put your head down, especially when entering the offensive zone. So that much is a little bit on Sunquist. Should Wilson have taken him out when he seen his head was down? No, shouldn't have. He could have hit him in a different way, did not have to go for the head. Bartuzzo did what he needed to do. He needed to make a statement and say, hey, you're not going to do that to my player. You're not going to hit a guy that's vulnerable like that with his head down, regardless of whether he should or shouldn't have had his head down. You can't go for my teammate's head. And you're never going to do it again. Because I guarantee you, Wilson's going to think twice when he plays the Blues about doing that again. But then again, maybe not. I don't think the guy is the smartest tool in the shed. And Jake Allen had a huge game. Couple breakaways, and they just happened to be by Wilson. Jake had the right angle on him and stopped him. The team played as a team. And you notice when they do that, when they play as a team and play for each other, they win. They normally blow teams out or at least are very competitive. And it normally doesn't matter who the team is. This team has a much better record against the top teams. They seem to always show up against the best teams, and they always seem to play down against bad teams. It's baffling to me. I don't know if some guys think this team's almost as bad as us, or this team's not a top team. We should have it easy. But then again, a lot of times, they play a bad team after playing a very good team, or they play a somewhat mediocre team, a fringe playoff team, after playing a top team. And I think sometimes there's a little bit of a letdown. The team was up for this game, not just because of the Wilson hit against Sunquist in the preseason, but damn, these are the Stanley Cup champions. Teams normally show up against the previous year's champion, and the Blues did that. Now the key is going to be is can they continue it against the Islanders? Or will they do what they normally do after a big win against a good team? Will they come out and play mediocre? Will they come out and just play terrible? We'll have to see what happens tomorrow night. Some Blues news. It looks like, from what I'm hearing, the Blues will be sitting down Fitzpatrick. The Blues really didn't intend to play him at all. They're going to be calling up Bennington either Friday night tonight or tomorrow Saturday. I want to end the podcast with this. Recently, I'd made statements, factual statements, that Armstrong has tried to trade Alex Steen at least twice in the last year, and he will not waive his no-trade clause. Some people are wanting to know who my sources are. What's the person's name from the other team or from the Blues that are giving me this information? I don't know why they expect me to do that. If you hear Rutherford and Korak and other NHL writers, other NHL vloggers, other NHL bloggers, other NHL podcasters, when they come up with something, they tend to not question them. And a lot of times, unless it's with the Blues, Jeremy Rutherford or Luke Horak will not give out their sources. If it's with the Blues, sometimes they will say, Doug Armstrong has mentioned this. But if Doug Armstrong has been trying to trade Alex Dean, do you think if Jeremy Rutherford asked him that, Armstrong's going to go, oh yeah, I've been, trained, I've been trying to trade the guy. I don't want him around. That's going to devalue Steen to other teams. As I've stated before, a lot of my information are from other writers around the NHL and from people in the front offices of other NHL teams. How do I get that information? And this will be the last time I state it. I played hockey. I played beer leagues. I've played pickup games in Canada with former NHL players and people in NHL teams' front offices. I have contacts. I will never give them up because these people are my friends and they're people that give me information because of anonymity. 
They know I'm not going to put their name out there. I'm not about to risk it because people on Twitter and people emailing me and direct message me want to know who my sources are. I won't do it. That's it. I'm done with it. I won't answer that question ever again. Well, let's hope the Blues can get a good effort tomorrow night against the Islanders and we can start a winning streak. Show me you can win 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 even. And I'll start getting more positive about it. Am I positive when they play well? Yes. This team has good players. They just need to play better. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Until next time when I recap the Blues-Islanders game, stay healthy, stay happy, and let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.